right. We're here with uh, Laura Smith of EXP Realty, yes. Team Smith. Yes. What else are we? We are Laura Bucksmith <laughs> <That's right. laughs> with Team Smith at EXP Realty. Sure. Yes. So Laura's been a good friend, probably known her. See, I've been married 15 years, so probably 17, 18 years. Yes. And I have a Laura, and you've yes. known my Laura since kindergarten. I so love your Laura. This isn't the first time we've met. No. We're like family. Pretty much. It's past the point of being friends. Um, so one of the one of the great things uh, about doing what I do is, is I kind of get to see uh, folks grow. And, and Laura is probably the, the one of the biggest examples that I always get in terms of uh, getting started in the real estate business. I can remember the day that she came through. She came through in June. Her husband came through in July. I don't mm-hmm. know why I know this, but I know this. I didn't even know that. Um, and then just the watch. Yeah. The watch, watching the two of you kind of grow uh, and, and become sort of a powerhouse, I'll say it, mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of, of the real estate business really is just, it's just fun to watch people flourish. So what I would like to do is just kind of start with what do you think that's attributed to? Like what... You know, how did you get from from coming in in two thousand and five, which the market was okay, oh four, right? oh four, and then we went to oh um, five, and then just kind of get to where today. So what? Oh gosh, <laughs> start from the beginning. How did you get started? Let's okay, honestly, I always wanted to do real estate. I don't know if I ever told you that, and I I I didn't even want to go to college. I just wanted to come straight to <laughs> to real estate school. To be honest with you, I all my life that's what I wanted to do. I. I love people. I love homes. I love the busyness of it. And um, so, 2000. Well, my parents made me go to LSU. Yes. They said, you, you know, you you, you got to graduate from college. So I did that. Uh, got that done quickly. Uh, we went into the restaurant business for just a short time, and then I got into real estate 2004. And my husband got in three months later after after me. Mm-hmm. So I always say I'm more experienced. You are. Yes, I've got three months on him. And um, we have worked so hard for 15 years now to get to where we are, and we love it. We love going to work every day. It sounds so nerdy, but it's like you can't wait. And um, we've built up a team of people that we just adore. How many do you have right uh, now? There's a total of 17 on yeah. Team Smith, but not everybody's a salesperson. Some people are marketing. Some people are front desk. Some people are... Uh, assistance, you know, and then we've got a few people that um, are in the sales part of it that work with buyers, and then we have a few people on the team that work with sellers. So we just feel so blessed. And anybody that wanting to get into real estate, just know it's a very rewarding career, but you got to work, you got to hustle. All right. So what does that mean? Talk to me about working and hustling. What, what does that mean to you? That means working on vacation. Okay. Working on Friday night, working on Saturday, working on Sunday. <laughs> um, I think I've literally worked seven days a week for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I've gotten good at, and I hope our team you know, has gotten good at too, we've preached it to them, is to learn how to time block. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of every week, my husband and I sit down with our planner. We don't have to put on the computer or anything. It's yeah. on a big piece of paper. And we have a little girl, so we've got to get... You know, when are we going to gymnastics? When is uh, volleyball? Things like that. And the first thing we do with our week is that we actually plan our, our time block off. Right. So, like, for instance, I'll work on a Saturday morning, but by 11 o'clock in the morning, I want to be finished because I want to go have family time. So we time block all the date nights um, and family time, uh, volleyball time. We do all the fun stuff first. 
and then we pack it in with work. So we know what's going to happen throughout the week. So managing your time probably helps you sort of free up your time, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And it's a conversation. That's interesting. We, we both, uh, both of us have our spouses in the business with us. So it's yeah. planning that time is pretty hard it's, it, and you end up, you know, it's, it's very difficult even when you're on vacation to not talk mm-hmm. about work or when you're yes. on date night. We, uh, my wife and I went out Friday night, same thing. It's like, you talk about work. It's yeah. like, all right, time out. Let's talk right. about something else right. and, and do stuff like that. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so what, what advice would you give somebody that's coming into the business? How do they get started? Okay, my first year in real estate, what I did is for an entire year, every Sunday I made a deal with myself for an entire year that I would do an open house every single Sunday. If I didn't feel well, if it was my birthday, if it was a holiday, whatever it was, I was going to do 52 open houses. And that's really how I built my business was going with that So how did you get these open houses? Clearly you didn't have the listings. Right. No, I had no listings. You know, brand new in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just talked to people in your office and said, hey, I'll sit at your open house? I was lucky enough to go to a REMAX office where the broker was amazing and she had a ton of listings. And so we would go to her and say, you know, where can we be? Put us at an open house. It's a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to get into the business, please find a successful mentor, team leader, brokerage. I mean, I would interview several places and choose somewhere that's going to support you. So let's talk about the open houses. How did you get business? Like what, what happened at the open house? Well, I got it. You built your business on an open house. What does right. what does that mean? How did you build that? I just thought, well, where else am I going to be that buyers are literally walking in the door? Yeah. You know, they're coming to me, and if I could show my value that I'm an honest, hardworking, ethical, moral person, I'm going to take care of you. Let me know what you're looking for. Is it four bedrooms? You need to be in Dutchtown School District. I'm just making an example. I'm going to do a certain search and be able to help you find your dream home. You know, so I felt like if I could convey that to them, my heart, that I'm going to do a good job for yeah. you and I'm going to work hard and you can trust me. You know, give me a chance, basically. Yeah. And um, that's how I built it up. I think it's interesting. I, I, I always, I think one of the, the lessons that I think you learned inadvertently was sort of being in the restaurant business. And, mm-hmm. and, and I always kind of look at some people that have been in the restaurant mm-hmm. business. I, I could say the same thing for retail uh, as well, but, but folks that come from the restaurant business uh, have a unique perspective. Number one, they've dealt with every single person personality there is. Right. Number two, they are used to irregular work hours. And number three, they, they know what hard work is. Right. So, you know, when you say you work 24-7, I think a lot of that just comes from the restaurant business. You're like, well, yeah. I'm used to doing it, it's so let's fine. just go ahead it's, and do it. You know, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's fun. What you know, um, And I think if you can find a career that you love, it's not mm-hmm. really working. It's so fun to me that Mr. and Mrs. Jones are coming in from Texas, and I get to help them find their dream home. I get to sit down at the closing table with them, and there's just not a better feeling. So it's not... <laughs> It's not like it's a stressful, hard thing. It's a wonderful thing. And I feel so blessed to be in a career that I just love. So a new agent comes on your team. What kind of onboarding do you have there? What, Ooh. what is that? <laughs> I, when I hire somebody, I hire them with my heart. Okay. You know, so when they come on, they've got me 100% behind them. Um, so I typically interview people about five times. Wow. I got to make sure... <laughs> That it's going, you know, if I'm going to give you 100%, I need to really know, understand what I'm getting in you. And um, I also make sure they gel with the team. Everybody on our team is friends. Yeah. 
and you know it's so cute half of them were working out together this morning before they got to work it's so cute to know that um they're they're hanging out together yeah. you know and i just love that i think god is so good bringing this group of people together that love each other love their job and so i've got to make sure that the new person is gonna gonna fit in with team smith mm -hmm. so so what kind of questions are you asking i don't know if i can ask that is that like a is there federal laws? There's probably federal laws against questions you can't, can't ask. But you're just trying to, you hire for fit, not necessarily for talent, I guess, is what we're, we're trying to right. say. Right. Well, I have to know um, that they're willing to, this this might sound kind of bad, I don't know, willing to make nothing to be able to help a client. Okay. So if I feel that, I go a lot on feeling, yeah. okay, I'm intuitive, and um, so I want to know that somebody's not in the business to make money. That should be a byproduct of it, that you're truly in this to help a family or an individual or whatever find the house or sell their home. And in real estate, you go through a lot with people. Maybe they just experience a death. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe something financially has happened. And you almost turn into part counselor. And I want to make sure that everybody on our team is really for that other person wanting to help them solve their problem. So that would be my main thing that I would be looking for, you know, in the interview process. It's an interesting concept. I mean, you know, you get into the business. I mean, there's a lot of people that get into business to make money. There's a lot of people that, that make a, a very good living doing right, this. Right, right. Uh, but it's just, a, it, it's an interesting perspective. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess I've thought about it, but I've never really sort of thought about it out loud in terms mm -hmm. of in terms of making nothing in order to help a client. What's, what's the overall objective? Right. And I think, you know, don't you... Would you agree, possibly, that, that the fact that you make nothing to help a client, that in turn creates more business? Right. I mean, it's it sounds cheesy, I guess, but when you do the right thing, <clears throat> it comes back to you. It comes back to you every time. And so, um, yeah, just really search your heart. Are you getting into the business because you're just hoping that you make a million dollars? Well, your clients are going to feel that from you and they're not going to want to work with you. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the work. I mean, uh, you know, I think one of the, the biggest misconceptions of you, at least that, that I sort of perceive, is you're, you, you are very nice and happy-go-lucky and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But you work your butt off. Yes. I, I think that, that you uh, and your husband. Yeah. But, I mean, there is a certain amount of work or, or progress that you put in. So what does your typical day look like? What is? Oh, gosh, which day of the week? <laughs> well, what would your perfect day be like? Uh, what do you try to do every day? Well, anything that I don't want to do, I do it first thing in the morning. Okay. So that's over with. Um, I want to have a limit on the day of when I stop working every day. Okay. Uh, one of the things that's been super important to me is, is my little girl, Wesley. She's 12 years old, and I want to make sure that I pick her up every day. I didn't want to hire a nanny or something like that. So at 3 or 3.30, depending on how her day is going, I want to make sure I'm the one picking her up. And my clients know that, and they respect that. So how do you tell your clients about that? Just when you meet with them, you say, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm hundred percent a family person. It's God and family with me. And, um, I end up with the nicest clients. They all respect that. Right. You know, and to me, if somebody didn't respect that, that wouldn't work out anyway. So yeah. And once I get Wesley home, dinner cooked, homework done, things like that, I'm typically back on my computer searching for comps. Um, you know, flood zones, things like that. I'm, I'm typically back on my computer maybe for a couple of hours or so. Um, and what I will do is Fridays, I'll work really, really late. 
and I'll work a little bit Saturday morning because the rest of the day is a fun day. Yeah. So whether we go out on the boat, you know, you've been out on the boat, I right? Awesome. Um, something like that. So I'll work really hard so that I've got the next day time blocked and I'm just going to work a little bit that morning. I'm done for the day. I want to go have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the stuff you don't like doing. What are some things you don't like doing? Um, delivering bad news. Yeah. Yeah. So if um, one of our houses has fallen through, it needs to be put back on the market. Yeah. If a structural problem was found with the with the foundation, um, you know, mold was found in a home, termites, anything just bad news that I've got to tell my client and break their heart, that's what I'm not wanting to do. So I need to do that first thing. Yeah. I used to I used to wait and say, okay, I'm going to call them at lunch, or I'm going to call them at this time. No, it's better. If it's bad news, get it over with. And sometimes... The client's like, oh, okay, no problem. We'll get that repaired or, you know, it's no big deal. We got this, Laura. They're more calm about it, I guess, than yeah. I am. So well, bad news first. You set yourself up for, you play it up in your head so much that yes. sometimes it gets a little, Yes. it gets a little uh, overwhelming. Right. All right. So what would you attribute your success to? What do you think? How do you think you got here? I mean, that's a tough question. Huh? I know. That's why I'm asking it. Okay. I mean, you know, you always know that God puts you in, in certain places. Yeah. So first of all, it would be through him. I'm lucky to have a, a, a sweet hubby that supports me, supports the team, is behind everything 100%, um, doing the right thing, working hard, and genuinely loving people. Yeah. So, and I think the misconception a lot of times is people say, well, Laura, I want to get into real estate. I love looking at houses. I want to see, I love seeing beautiful houses mm -hmm. on Sunday. Well, that may not be the reason you need to get into real estate. That might, you might need to get into um, a different career that might be with designing homes or something like that. Because real estate is problem solving all day long. Right. It's not as glamorous as people think. So what are some of the what are some of the biggest problems that you've had? Like what what challenges would you say that you sort of at least faced? Maybe you solved, maybe you haven't. Probably it's going to be when um, a seller their home is under contract mm -hmm. and the buyer might quit their job the day before the closing. The lender calls to verify to make sure that they still have their job. And they don't have a job anymore. In the meantime, I've got a seller completely packed up, trying to move to Michigan or whatever. And I have to call them and say, I know you think you're closing tomorrow at noon, but the deal just fell through. That is gut-wrenching. <laughs> that has happened, unfortunately, more than yeah. I'd like to say. So how do you have that conversation? Just like that? Mm-hmm. It's very sad. <laughs> um, typically, I might have to do that in person and just reassure them that things always work out. It's yeah. going to go back under contract. It's going to be temporarily um, a bad situation, yeah. to be honest with you, but it will sell again. We just got to be aggressive, get it back on the market, and let it go. You got to move on fast. Yeah. I've learned that, too. We can't wallow in it. Bad things happen. Move on. So let's talk about your your business like where do your where do your clients come from i know it's a little maybe boring to say it's it's past clients and it's referrals okay um we do have a few systems in place with a system called kv core okay so that would be something that um, generates new leads we do a tremendous amount of open house business um sometimes a month with our closings 
let's say if we're having 20 closings that month, half of them probably came from open house. Wow. Mm-hmm. Buyer side? On, either way. Yeah. Either way. So um, sometimes we'll be at a listing, uh, having an open house there, and the neighbors will walk over and say, wow, y'all been marketing this house like crazy. Y'all are having open houses every Sunday. I see all the directionals. I see mm-hmm. it on social media. Your pictures were amazing. Will you sell my house too? Yes, we will. <laughs> we would love to. Yes. So let's talk. I, I want to go two different places. Let's talk first about the, the past clients. What type of, um, you, you talked about past clients and referrals. So how do you, how do you stay in touch with, with those folks? Is it a plan? Is it just random? Is We it... sit down, um, Stephen and I, my husband and I, and um, then our three ladies, we call them the back shop ladies mm-hmm. that we adore. We sit down normally in November and we plan out our next year, um, what postcards are going to go out, a client appreciation party, um, you know, hey, this particular client has sent me 10 referrals, let's do something awesome for that person. Um, Just having it all year long on what's going to go out. It's one of the interesting, so you you do it all in the month of November? And then it's just automatic, it automatically right. goes out? So in November, we pick one day, brainstorm the whole day, have the plans, we're done with it. And then all of 2019 is done. Done, yes. I think that's ingenious. But I, I can't think about it past that point. Yeah. i got to go, you know, and I don't have time to stop down, to stop and say. So y'all do it kind of all in a day? One day, yes. That's we brainstorm it. We'll come up with a hundred ideas, mm-hmm. price it out and go, okay, we can't do all of those. But let's choose 12 amazing ideas, something like that. Um, Give me, do you have an example of like an idea? Um, sure. Last year, one of the things that we loved was, and it rained so bad that day, <laughs> but we um, we hired out a place to do a breakfast mm-hmm. and invited all our past clients to just a beautiful breakfast. And even though it poured, we had a great turnout. You know, so little things like that, just where our clients know we're still in the business. We care about you. If you know somebody buying or selling, please send them to Team Smith. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the the other kind of piece to that is, um, is the marketing piece. All right? right. So when you go through marketing, you, you said that people walk over and say, hey, all of this. What is What are some things that y'all do that may be unique that other agents may or may not know about? Well, when we're listing a house, possibly. Okay. Well, either way. Okay. Um, when we go to list a house, we really spend a lot of time on pricing, on the pricing strategy. Okay. And typically, I'll run comps, my husband will run comps, and we might even get a third opinion in the office and not tell each other what we think. Wow. And then that way you've got three or four realtors pricing one house to kind of come up with an idea. Uh-huh. Um, I specialize in staging where I can walk through a house and say, uh-oh, you know, we got to move that chair. we got to move this. Let's change this around. We want all professional pictures, period. Uh, yeah. And we spend a fortune on the on the pictures. Um, we, it's worth it, though? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we take a lot of time on writing specific comments, and that sounds so simple, I guess, but with the search engines and everything, you need to make sure that you have keywords in the bottom um, in those comments. So we might even mention a restaurant or something right. like that. Hey, it's near Mike Anderson's or it's near such and such, and things will pull up like that. So I think that slowing down the listing presentation, staging it perfectly, yeah. having professional pictures, having those comments, and the best day to release, this is, this is a good tip, 
Realtor.com came out with a, a study that said the best day to release a listing is on Thursdays. So, okay. so we'll release our listing on Thursdays if possible. Um, the next thing is the entire team, 90% of the team, is going to go preview the home unless maybe they've got a different appointment or something like that. So on Tuesdays, my entire team will yeah. go preview it so that they can say, oh, wait, you know, this room smelled a little different. You know, this room needs to be cleaned or this needs to be done. So you just have that many more Your opinions. sellers get instant feedback before yes, all Yes, the that. good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Um, then we have a lady on our team that handles all of our marketing. She makes everything look beautiful. And it, sometimes people say, Laura, you did a great job. It was not me. It was the marketing director. She does amazing. Um, so how would you go about hiring that person? It's another God thing. Yeah. Um, and our children went to school together. And I have a charity that we can talk about later. And she stepped in and helped with the charity. And I recognized her talents. And I said, Mm-mm. you got to come on Team Smith. That's funny. She's able to take chaos and make it make sense. Bullet, bullets, what do you say, bullets all the way down. Yeah. You know, taking something just, even like a listing, where it's all these pieces, and she can make it make sense, and then we can put it online. Zillow, we have a account with Zillow as well, sure. um, and get it out there. She handles the marketing, social media, all of it. Um, so let's talk about starting the team. How'd that go about? You had, it was you and Steven and then Kim came on board. Right, right. And we, then how did y'all grow? Did okay. y'all intentionally grow or did y'all just? No, we saw a need that, okay. um, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones are coming in from Houston. They need to buy a house this weekend and I can't help them. I don't have time. And my husband can't help them. He doesn't have time. That's terrible to pass up business. Right. And so we were able to hire Chris Horner, mm -hmm. um, who's actually my cousin. He came in and started working with our buyers, and people just fell in love with them. So he would say, hey, I'll, you know, let me walk in the door. I'll take the buyers. I'll go show them property. And he was able to take the sale, and we were able to still profit from it, help with some of our expenses, and he gets a sale. So it was win-win for all of us. When we saw that that was working really well, we added another and another and you start thinking, well, we must not have enough business for everybody. The more people that we've brought on, the bigger we've gotten and right. got, and it's just grown and grown and grown. So, so how do you, I mean, the, the, the biggest, uh, one of the things that I see from, from agents that want to form a team is they, and it's just my observation is that they turn into a manager. What got them there was sales and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So how do you maintain, how do you manage this whole team? I mean, that, that's got to be kind of exhausting at times, No, right? no. It's, right. it's really not. We do you love think it. of yourself as a manager? Um, I think of myself as the team leader. Okay. Well, my husband and I are the team leaders. Yeah. And um, the personality that I have, like for instance, CrossFit, uh -huh. which is an amazing thing, right? Well, when I tried it, I was so excited for everybody else there. I would not <laughs> focus on myself. I was so excited that so-and-so hit their goal or yeah. did whatever, you know, and I remember the, the coach or whatever was like, okay, Laura, yeah, you, you know, can't come back. <laughs> you got to focus on yourself too, but I'm a natural, um, not like cheerleader, I wouldn't say, but I'm so excited for everybody else's success. You're very success. supportive. I'm supportive. Yeah. And um, so for me, it's so fun to watch our team mm -hmm. 
join the team and be successful, get a new car. They've been able to put in a swimming pool, you know, things yeah. like that. I get to watch them grow and know that I'm part of it because we're training them the whole yeah. way. What a great perspective. Yeah. I can't, I can't think like that. My brain doesn't work that way, which is really, which is interesting. Well, God, man, it's all different. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, Mondays we have accountability. Okay. Okay. So Steven handles that. Um, his, what does that look like? Okay. So Do they set goals and then you like how, okay. From an accountability standpoint. Okay. Well, let me, let me back up. Yeah, accountability. Back up. Okay. Okay. So what we did on our team is we divided them into two groups. Okay. So everybody has the choice to have every other Sunday off. So we have 10 open houses every Sunday ish and one group is doing it. Then the next week, like that okay mm -hmm. so that way they know their whole year schedule if they want to do an open house every Sunday they can or if they need that weekend off it's no problem so whoever had open house that Sunday the Monday they come in and meet with Steven and he sits there all day in increments whichever 10 realtors it was comes in and sits with him and he just there to support them is there anything we can talk out is there you know are you having a problem with any of the contracts anything like that so he sits there with them all day then on Tuesdays, we have our TeamSmith meeting from 10 to 12. Thank you. You taught it for us uh, fun. a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And um, we always start off with a devotional, a prayer. We'll discuss kind of life stuff. I always say the first 30 minutes is like going to church. It is. It is. Legitimately. It, it is. And then we talk about real estate for the next 90 minutes. After that, and I love this, the team goes to lunch together, and then they go preview all of our new listings. Wednesdays, we have boot camp, the okay. real estate boot camp. What does that mean? Um, 10.30 to 12. And we will choose a topic that we feel like we all need to work on a little bit. Maybe it's working on pricing a home, a listing appointment, um, flood zones. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not super exciting, but it's going to be an extra 90 minutes on one topic. We do that on um, Wednesdays. On Thursdays, see, we got it down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on Thursdays, anybody that's in the open house group has got to go put their open house sign up on Thursdays. Okay. And then Fridays is just whatever they feel like they need to do, show them property or whatever. And then we just start the whole week over. That's interesting. So here's what I take from that. It, okay. it, I think it, it really is, and I had never heard that process before, but I, I really think it's interesting mm -hmm. because, you know, from where I sit, I get agents all that, that may say, right. how do I become successful? Or I mean, I, I can't be Laura. I don't have 10 open houses a week. I don't really know how to do this. But from they that standpoint, they could call me and we have an open house that they could be at. Call me; <laughs> I'll be glad to help them. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I love helping people. But from that standpoint, you look at you know Monday. Mm -hmm. You've got a certain period of time where you're very conscious about your business, and right. you're going, okay, let me do some self reflection. Right. Where to? Where can I get help? So Monday is accountability, right. where you get advice, and then Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, you're taking ninety minutes to two hours, where you're really learning, right? And, and you're really. Um, trying to better either a concept or the market or certain things right. like that. And I think that's, to, to some degree, that's what a lot of agents may miss is, mm -hmm. is they get into these conversations and they may not know, they, may, they can't be as confident right. because they can't, uh, they can't get out of information. And what, one of the things that, that, that I took away from, from being with your group a few weeks ago is the, their confidence, is, yeah. is when you start talking about something, they, they immediately 
feel confident so they can have these confident conversations with buyers and sellers. And I really think it sets them apart. Right. And, and I didn't know the genesis of that and, and, the, and the Tuesday and that Wednesday sort of 90 minutes, I think, is where it comes from. I hope so. We've poured into them. We've been available when they need mm-hmm. it. Um, we've also had to say, hey, what you're doing isn't working. And they appreciate the negative feedback, too, because I don't want them working so hard, not making any money. Right. So if we can change up something, you know, let's work on it. Um, we do listen to a lot of Tom Ferry, those yeah. quick videos. Mm-hmm. You can go to YouTube and type in Tom Ferry and try to listen to one a morning. Some of them are six minutes, yeah. some are 19 minutes, but they're helpful. Yeah. They're really helpful. And it's a good review for me too. So now let's let's wrap up by, by talking about something that I know is near and dear to your heart and, mm-hmm. and the Christmas gift. So yeah. let's let's tell people what it is. Okay. <laughs> and then we can kind of we can kind of go from the the genesis of that all the way to where it is okay. now. Okay. So what is it? Clearly it's around Christmas. Oh gosh. Okay. So, first of all, it has <clears throat> a Facebook page, The Christmas Give, G I V E, not gift. So it's give. The Christmas Give. And um, I started it it's I think it's either 10 or 11 years ago. Yeah. So, wow. That's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. And um It started off simple. We had had a pretty big closing and we wanted to do something nice for someone else. And so my husband knew of a family that had many children and they were very, very, very poor. And so what we did is we just got some, you've heard the story. How many times have you heard this story? Keep going. Okay. Uh, But anyway, we got some things together and brought it over to their house for Christmas. And when we did that, we actually stood on the front lawn and just, really start crying because we had so missed the mark. We had brought them Barbies and basketballs and things like that. And they were starving and cold. And, you know, you hate to give a starving child. It was ridiculous. So we got some friends together and did it again and went back and brought blankets and food and things like that. So the next year we just took on um, another family. And then I realized, okay, these, these needs are greater than what Stephen and I can personally afford. Um, they're behind on their rent. I mean, you know, you name it, severe medical bills, things like that. So I realized with being in real estate, I'm so resourceful with title companies, lenders, past clients, my good friends, Brent and Laura Lancaster. And I reach yeah. out to as many people as I can um, to help out. And when, when you have a group of people blessing others, you know, first of all, you're the one that gets blessed, but you can do more in a group. Then it grew and it grew and it grew. It's almost yeah. embarrassing to say what it is now. Yeah, no, it's huge. So, she was running out of a garage. Yes. And then finally, it got too big, way too big for the garage. Then it got too big for the office. The office, and now it's a ballroom at a at a hotel. So it's it's yes grown. It's grown so, so now. So last year, what you know, what are some things that y'all were able to do last year? Okay, so so in the Renaissance Hotel, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. They give us a right there in Baton Rouge. Um, they give us a ballroom where we can take in all the donations, sort everything, and deliver it that day. And now we have um, 100 homeless people. We make uh, ba- like you know that, backpacks yeah. for bags. Um, we adopted a school as well. It's 96 school children. So we raised enough to put a pair of shoes on all these poverty-stricken kiddos that will warm your heart. Uh, the Gardier uh, Community Christian School in Gardier and Baton Rouge. And then we adopt about 25 families in addition to that. So we adopt about 300 people for Christmas. It sounds crazy. And um, I bet we have 150 volunteers a now. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's not stressful that's what's crazy to me is it just is like organized chaos yeah so what happens is it, she's downplaying it big time. Is is basically the 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 families may submit a Christmas list, and they don't know that this is all being done. But they, right. in essence, submit a Christmas list of maybe needs that they have, and then Laura just kind of gets to work. And one day she'll call and say, um, "Hey, there's a shelter that needs such and such. Can you help?" Or we'll get a call that says, "Hey, somebody's behind on their rent. Can you write the 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 management company a check?" Or, mm-hmm. uh, "Hey, we're we want to this year we want to give everybody a, a ham or a turkey." And mm-hmm. then people will donate. So this list just you know, Laura does a great job of of organizing the list and and making sure that everybody's needs are met. Mm-hmm. Then all of that comes to the Renaissance, just kind of as a staging area, and then it gets spread out. So right. so one of you know we've done it a lot. Uh, in the past where, you know, you just load your truck full of something and you go deliver it to this family. And it's, right. I mean, we delivered everything from Christmas trees to hams. <laughs> to, I mean, you, money, you, yeah, money to, to, to whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then, and then, uh, you know, it really, it's, it's a neat, neat mm-hmm. day yeah. where you can kind of be around everybody as, as they're loading. And then you go out and kind of distribute everything there as well. It really, really is cool. And, and, it has since grown to it's and every year I think person operation yeah. yeah oh no we're not going to take on anymore and then somebody will call and say hey I heard of a family that's living under the bridge <clears throat> and they've got two children I mean you don't have to look far to see homelessness True. and poverty it's right here in our city and if we can do something simple to have somebody have a good Christmas and I mean we've we've on some of the families, maybe we've raised six months rent where they're good until July. Right. And then they can get back on their feet. And the best part is those families that got on their feet, a lot of times next year come to help bless others. That's when I love it. So that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. So tell them again how they can help if they want to help out. Okay. The best way is if you're going to go, go to Facebook and The Christmas Give. Mm-hmm. It's a, a public page. And then I will be posting, I think it's December 19th. It's December 8th or 9th, I'll have to look. It's that Sunday. Yeah. I already have it scheduled. And normally around September is when I start working on it. I'll post, hey, such and such family um, needs X, Y, and Z. They're about to be evicted. It's a single mom, four children, uh, things like that. Yeah. And then somebody will say, I'll adopt them. I'll adopt them. And I would encourage you to, if you are interested in the Christmas give, to me, one of the best things is is when we go to the school and pass out those shoes to those kids. They go crazy. Um, it is a, it's a Christian school. Uh, everybody that goes there is below poverty level. Yeah. So a lot of them have never had a brand new pair of shoes, and they just hug you. They tackled me, actually. So I probably had, I don't know, five or six um, seven-year-olds yeah. just tackled me on the playground. It's just awesome. It's an awesome feeling, yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks for this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I'll do anything for you. Well. Till next time, we're gonna bring you and your husband back in here next time. Okay. I'd like to hear yeah. what he has to we'll say. So the full team, Smith. You got yeah. it. All right. Well, thanks so much. Really Thank appreciate y'all. you tuning in. And uh, you if you have any questions, call. as always, call her. Don't no, call don't me. call me. <laughs> email me. Hey, I can give my email address. Go for it. Laura Team Smith at gmail.com. So yeah, I'll be glad to help if, if there's anything I can do. Thanks, Laura. You're Thank the best. You. Okay.